0: agents podcasts hey real estate agents it's tristan with lab code agents and a few years back we introduced a company to the real estate world called box brownie by this time i think everyone's heard about box brownie and what they do you use them to edit your pictures and to make floor plans and amazing eye-catching renders and virtual tours. They do everything for your pictures, for your properties, test them out. But they've got something new out and it's called Snap, 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 which you can technically do everything on your phone. Go to boxbrownie.com, check them out. They also have this piece where you can input information and they will give you the marketing remarks for that property that's a beautiful thing does ai copywriting for you do me a favor though because we've got a great sale with them go to BoxBrownie.com, sign up today with the code lca rocks that's r-o-c-k-s to receive three image enhancements one day to dusk plus twenty dollars off your first project and all customers receive 10 free AI copywriting jobs per month. There you go. Thank you so much. Let's get this started.
1: Lab Coach Nation, I have got an interesting episode for you today. In fact, so interesting that we're getting started a good 20 minutes late from our scheduled recording time because of all of the conversations we were having offline. My guest today, Uh, is one of the most successful REO brokers. He is currently retired, working with the NRBA as what maybe I would describe as a hobby, uh, something that he just enjoys. And some of the statistics and the data that he has been sharing with me offline, I am excited to share with you today because it is so incredibly relevant as we talk about how you are going to survive over the next 12 and 24 months, or even into the future. Let me just put it to you this way. If you are a real estate agent that's closing less than 20 transactions a year, this is extremely relevant for you to decide if you're going to actually make it to another level. And if you're one of the agents that's closing more than that, You're going to want to hear this, too, because we're going to talk about and validate how easy it's going to be to dominate in this business if you just understand some of the things we're going to talk about today. Mike Krein, you are not just a a ex-retired successful REO broker. You now own a software company. You do consulting for several companies. You're still very much involved in real estate, even though you're not selling anymore. Uh, So let's start with just kind of a little, you kind of give a little intro about who you are, what kind of brought you up to where you are today. Uh, Now you're uh, you're a aspiring professional fisherman, Uh, which I think is also fascinating. Uh, But so tell us, welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, Um, got into real estate back, I think in
2: 84, 85, when I was in college, mostly because I had no social skills and I needed to learn how to talk to people. Seriously, that was one. Then I decided I didn't like being poor because I didn't grow up with money. And I read somewhere that 90% of millionaires made their money in real estate. So I go, damn, I like those odds. So I decided to go into real estate, learn how to talk to people, get some social skills and got into real estate from there. And little by little, I spent less time in school and more time doing real estate because my first six months in real estate, I made more money than most of my friends who had graduated college and had full-time real jobs. Because guess what I found out? All you had to do was actually work. It's all you had to do. It wasn't even that hard. Okay. Most agents don't. From there, I just kind of kept going. Um, I am known mostly for REO, for the articles I write. And, you know, I talk on REO and speak and consult. And I do run the largest trade group of REO brokers. I do their systems, their training. Um, but people only know me as an REO broker. What you don't know is I'm actually pretty good with retail too. I've owned independent offices. I've owned C21 offices. I owned a Better Homes and Gardens. And then I had, let's see, seven offices when I retired out. And I don't even know how many franchises under me at that point, because I was also a regional owner. So I've played both sides. Um, REO is just what I became really well known for. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as volume, I've had years where I've done over 3000 transactions just in my REO department. That doesn't count the sales, you know, from the agents I had at any given time I had four or 500 of them. So well, it's been, it's been fun, made a ton of money, had a blast. And if you're not having fun in this business, you are so doing it wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, I mean, I think I think agents have to look in the mirror and decide, okay, what do I what am I doing this for? Is this a side hustle where like you mentioned, uh 50% of of the industry is a onesie twosie agent, agent which is which is kind of mind blowing. Uh, another statistic that you shared with me offline. Uh, you know, we talk about how there's 1.5 million realtors. What we're failing to, to recognize is that that's realtors, but there's actually 3 million licensed real estate professionals. And how many transactions you say we're going to do this year? About a f- little over 4 million.
2: Right now we're on track to do a little over 4 million. Unless the interest rates drop, that number will probably end up lower. Now, one of the things you have to understand is how much business there is to go around. And everybody screws up the math on this, by the way, there is one other thing I'd like to say, I am retired. Okay. I do not carry a license. I do this for fun. And this is a favor from a mutual friend, Mm -hmm. whatever I say today, and whatever you chose to do with it is not going to impact my life one way or the other. I am not pitching you anything. I'm not selling you anything. I don't care. You guys take this information, do what you want with it. I'm going fishing today and I'm gonna be just fine. So I have no reason to lie to you. So we so pay attention because I will tell you things that nobody else will.
1: Love that. I, I and I let me let me reiterate what he just said. Many of the guests that we have all have a vendetta of some sort. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, they're just the most aggressively uh, marketing and sharing because ultimately they want to sell something. This is a rare guest who has nothing to gain, nothing to 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 sell you on. And that's why I, I would argue uh, some of the things you're going to share today are far more valuable than what any other guest can share because of that reason alone. So where do you want to start, Mike?
2: I'll start with the fact that I hate most real estate trainers. <laughs> I really do. Um, you know, their entire career was a bad month for me. And the things they charge people money for, it ticked me off beyond belief. Now, with that being said, there are some good ones too. Okay. So I don't think it's all of them. I just, I get very annoyed at some of the information is out there. It's one of the reasons why I do shows like this.
1: Well, well um, can I ask you a question then based Yeah. on that? I want to get right to the brass tacks then. Okay. Yeah. So, and I don't disagree with you. And I think uh, there is a lot of fluff in this industry, but from your perspective, Why? And I think that's the first question somebody has, because I now, if I'm an agent listening to this, I want to analyze, all right, shoot, I have a trainer, I have a coach. How can I identify if my coach sucks? See
2: what they actually did with their life. Go run their MLS history when they were an agent. You know, they were doing 100 transactions a year consistently. I got some respect for them. Less than that, they still got a lot more to learn. You know, that's part of it. And then... How much information do they really give you? My problem with most coaches, and again, like I said, there's some really good ones. And if anybody wants to email me offline, you can find me on the web, just Google my name. I'll tell you who I think is good and who I've worked with and who I'll even support. But what they're doing and what frustrates me is the see the coaching game and the average agent will stay in a coaching program for about 18 months. All right. They have to keep you paying them every month. If they gave you everything you needed to be successful in the first day, you would never pay them again. Yeah. That's the reality of the coaching game. Give you just enough CC, so modest improvement, you keep paying every month. All right. Now, with that being said, you should keep paying because there's always new information. So, how relevant is their information? How much are they helping you? And what are they giving you new every week? All right. Like I said, there's some really good ones. Email me offline, I'll tell you what I think. I'm not gonna badmouth anybody, I'm gonna take the high road. Um but god learn your damn business.
1: Well, let's get more granular on that because first of all I do agree. Uh, I say that and I mentioned to you that I'm in the social social media coaching world which is is a di- completely different world because there is no formal educational training. You don't go to Harvard for that. It's it's truly and I say the exact same thing Mike. It's like there's so many experts, and I use that in quotations, but how many of are truly experts? And and my the way I describe it is, what are they doing? If they're telling you a certain posting cadence, are they doing it? Have they actually grown their business as a result of social media, or are they just telling you because they're regurgitating what somebody else said? So with that said, can you get more granular on that? So, okay, I can look at the data and see that you maybe had some success, but what, is, what are other indicators of how I can determine if I have a good trainer or I need to seek a new one besides just their past business?
2: Hmm. See, I don't like trainers and motivators to begin with. So I have a bias and I'll be honest about that. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Robbins, great guy I'm told, right? I'd last about five minutes because I'm self-motivating. Meaning the first five minutes i listening to a motivation speaker. Okay, guys, I'm ready. Let's go out the door. Let's go do this. Yeah. And, the, and the speaker's like, no, I'm not done motivating you yet. No, I'm good. Let's go. You know, so I have a bias against that. You know, I don't need the motivation. And I find motivators really annoying. Quick talking. Let's go do it already. Yeah. And that's going to have to look at it. Um, but how good is the information? How relevant is it? And Google the things they say and see if they're just regurgitating. You, you mentioned, you hit it right on the head. Are they just regurgitating somebody else's material? Yeah. You know, I have a bunch of videos called Free Broker School that I did, and I give them away for free. And it's stuff no one else will teach you. Do you know how many times I've seen other trainers grab my stuff and use it? And I give it away for free. But then they regurgitate my stuff that I did as a that was just a hobby because I was bored. So I started writing this stuff.
1: And then then they charge people for your and they
2: charge people for my stuff. Yeah. And it's like, ah. But here's the thing: whatever they tell you, go Google it. See if it's been said somewhere else. Unless they're doing something original, they're current, and they really have the stats to back it up. I mean, that's kind of what I do for the NRBA members. I do their homework. Yeah. You know, I break out the markets, what's happening, where we need to go, what direction. Because real estate is all about a percentage play, okay? If I dial, make 100 phone calls, how many listings should I get? Well, it kind of depends on who I call, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And people don't do enough research targeting their marketing. They spend way too much on marketing, and they don't do, spend enough time on researching the demographic they're targeting, too, which I think is interesting.
1: Right. Well, let's let's go a little bit deeper on that uh, because that is that is a hot button for me. Uh, because as as I told you offline, you know, and I tell real estate audiences all the time, we're the worst spamming industry on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you describe a used car salesman. Uh, You know, you you'd use the word slimy, and if you ask someone who has no ties to real estate to describe a real estate agent, odds are you're going to get a similar answer. Why? Uh, Because we're constantly selling, and and I don't know why why or how this ever happened, but marketing is is a is a tough spot. So as we talk about that, you know, and I want to give one of your your statistics first, and then let's get deep into kind of some marketing ideas. You mentioned uh, 72% of renters feel like they will never be able to buy a home. Mm-hmm. And, and that means that this target group, it removes the possibility that they'll ever, ever even reach out to an agent.
2: Correct. I do want to put a caveat in here. Whenever you look at a report or a study, see who it's published by. And certain trades are pay to play. So it may be an infomercial in disguise. So try to look at four or five different sources for the same data. The, this industry is famous for it, yeah. okay? And, get, and figure it out for yourself. But yes, those people do not believe they will own a home. Therefore, they do not call realtors, which means you have to call them. Now there was one of the other, there's actually two of them done. Um, MBA did one and the Urban Institute did one. And there was one other one I saw also. What they found was really kind of interesting that when they surveyed all these renters they found that somewhere between 33 and 35 percent of these people could actually buy they just didn't know they could and they didn't believe they could you know i'm working on um, an affordable home project nationally um it's called house carmen will be launching in a few months um but it's kind of a passion for me is affordable sustainable housing but the problem is and i'm going to be really blunt guys i don't care if i get hate mail. All right. The number one problem that first time buyers and the problem with affordable homeownership is stupid realtors. who don't know what they're doing, who do not invest the time to learn their own trade. Just because you took a 40 or 90 hour course does not qualify you to do a damn thing. I'm sorry. That's how I feel about this. Put the time in this. I've literally taken hundreds of courses and seminars and I read everything. But the education to reach out to them is to. I mean, that's what needs to be done. So if you're going to sit on your ass and wait for a buyer to call you, that buyer doesn't know he's a buyer yet. So he's not going to call you. You need to go find them and tell them, yes, you can buy a house. I can show you how to do it. All right. If you don't know what a DPA program is, okay, and how they work, why don't we get me started on that one? I don't think let an excuse.
1: That's That's the first question. DPA. Do you know what that acronym even stands for? If you don't, that's a problem. I hope you do. Um, and if you do, but you're not fully educated on what DPAs exist, down payment assistance, man, that, that probably should be job uh, number one for an agent to say, okay, I'm going to connect with my, who would you suggest they connect with to learn more about this? A lender, a certain organization?
2: Okay, it's kind of a catch 22 too, but let me explain it this way. Um, there's 3000 counties in the United States with DPA programs that have at least one, most have 10 or more. So you need to do a little research. I mean, you actually have to get off your ass and learn something. It's called Google. I have no patience for anybody who won't help themselves and can't put the time in. You're not willing to put the time in. Yeah. Do your two deals a year and be happy and keep your side job at Starbucks and don't bother me. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Put the time in. So down payment assistance programs are a combination of grants. You run them in conjunction with FHAs. They all work a little differently. The problem is when you go to a lender, not all lenders participate in all DPAs because they have to be approved. Uh, There is a software out there called downpaymentassistance.com, I believe it is. Uh, A lot of MLSs actually pay for for the members and the members don't even use it. So, So check your MLS. You may actually have a subscription for free. And then you can go learn the programs, which lenders they are, all right? And then there's ways to go out and target the buyers directly educate them yeah you can buy a house rents are going through the roof right now nationally okay you have a wave of evictions coming because the landlords are evicting tenants like crazy to get them out so they can get new tenants in at higher rates you have a huge eviction wave coming these people don't want to rent again they're getting evicted even though they paid their rent because the landlord's going to jack the rent that's a national trend guys go find these people then it's not that hard to find them all right. They will buy. They would much rather own than pay rent, even at 7%. This is something else that we talked about before the call. All right. There's only, right now, everybody says, oh, 7% interest rates, rates are so high, nobody's moving. You have a couple of issues you're dealing with, and this is on the inventory itself. Nobody in their right mind is going to give up a 3% interest rate on a $400,000 house to sell it, to buy a $700,000 house at 7% interest. You get twice the house, but quadruple your payments. That's known as being rate locked. Nobody's gonna sell unless they have no choice right now. It's just not worth it to them. Now, historically, as far as I'm concerned, because I've been doing this too long, 7% is a bargain to me. Okay, I was selling houses at 14%, all right? And when I got my own mortgage at 11, I was thrilled. But that's a perception that'll shift out. But you have two groups that will always purchase regardless of interest rates they're not rate sensitive the first one is new americans okay those are immigrants that have come into this country they are not purchasing for a financial decision they are fulfilling a lifelong dream to be an american and own a home in america they are not interest rate sensitive okay they will purchase regardless all right so that's a market that will always buy the second group that is going to be their first-time home buyers all right and again About 30% of the renters out there or 30% plus don't even know they can buy. They will also purchase because they're not buying based on an interest rate. They're buying because they're tired of paying rent. They're tired Mm -hmm. of being told when to move. They're tired of not being able to paint the house the way they want. So those are the two groups you had better be focusing on. All right. They will buy regardless of interest rates.
1: What are your suggestions for targeting these segments of humans? Oh, I have to be really careful
2: here because I've got NDAs like you wouldn't believe. I have several national partners, and these are all like Fortune 100 companies for the affordable housing project. Mm-hmm. And part of what we're doing is outreach and education. So yes, I know exactly how to reach these people. You could do it for free very inexpensively, but no, I can't share that exactly. But if you guys would like take 10 minutes, spend some time on Google, look at a couple of videos, you'll see other people doing the same thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Facebook, pay attention to Facebook. Yep. Okay, yep. Yep. I, I will tell you one trick that we discovered. Actually, one of my NRBA members did. His name is Bob Hubler, and it's bloody genius. You know, when you put a Facebook post out to boost it, you never quite know where it's going. You really don't. So, if, but your business, see, I deal at a national level, but you as an individual agent, you're dealing hyper local, maybe one town or city, hell, maybe one part of a town or city or neighborhood. So your posts have to be hyper-local to that neighborhood. So what he started doing with his open houses and new listings was posting them on the yard sale sites because they're hyper-local. Nobody will drive more than two or three miles to a yard sale. So the people who were looking at these yard sale sites were hyper-local. They were in the damn neighborhood where the house was already. Okay, And people buy neighborhood and location first if they're already living in that neighborhood, they'll probably buy in that neighborhood or at least area for that school. They don't want the kids to change schools. All these different things come into play. But that was like the coolest little trick that cost nothing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And the response was like four or five showings the first day. And he posted them in yard sale sites. So he's double ending most of his stuff. But that's free advertising. It's hyper-local. It punches all the buttons. And there's really silly things like that. But if you just spend the time to learn, you can find out for yourself.
1: Yeah. I love that. And and I think along the same vein, you know what they always say when it comes to marketing is, is solve someone's pain. And, and most of us as real estate agents, we don't realize we're doing this, but most of our marketing efforts are self-serving. Like when you share a, a, cl- a closing photo, when you share a new listing, when you share the award that you won, when you're talking about Monday market updates, it's self-serving. Your audience doesn't give a crap about that kind of stuff. Homeowners don't care. We care because it serves our business. But you have to understand how to how to serve them and how to solve their pain. And you mentioned it: a first-time homebuyer doesn't realize they can even own. Solve the pain, and just consistently market that through your socials. It's free. Oh, I
2: got to go on that. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. But oh, you've please. Hit the, you've hit one of the funniest things to me in this business. Here's the here's the thing: you better understand as an agent or a broker. Nobody gives a rat's ass about you. The buyer doesn't care about you. They may not even like you. If you have the right house, they'll deal with you anyway. Okay, glamour shots. I used to bitch about the women, but you know, men do it too. Somebody hands me a business card. Wow, it's a great photo. Who the hell are you? Okay, I'm sorry, but high school was 40 years ago. Change the photo. Yeah. Okay, they promote themselves, themselves, themselves. Nobody cares about you. They care about their own needs. So agents always marketing themselves how great they are. But you haven't told me what you're going to do for me, yeah. okay, as a buyer or as a seller for that matter. And let's flip that into the seller thing this is the one that cracks me up the most, all right? If you go out and get a listing, maybe you got two hours in a listing pitch if you're slow. If you can close faster, I usually get in now out 30. Depends how good a closer you are. And that's basically learning your skill set, learning how to close correctly, which, again, most agents have no skill, but that's beside the point. All right, so maybe you get two hours of listing appointment. Maybe you go put a sign on it. You throw it on MLS. Maybe you arrange some showings, talk to a few agents on questions, okay? Maybe you negotiate the offer, help with the closing. The reality is, unless you are wasting a ton of time on stupid bullshit talk, like talking to your seller for an hour over, about his dog instead of doing what you should be, which is selling his house, you have maybe eight to 10 hours into a listing total, okay? And with tech, you have even less, Okay, average sales price 400 G's. That's national. So 3%, that's 12 grand. Can you honestly tell me you were worth $1,500 an hour because you took a 90 hour course? Think about this really carefully who you are. Okay, because it's not me, you got to convince, and it's not you. You all, I've said this in front of live audiences, go, oh yeah, I'm worth it. That's great. Tell me why. You know, not one of them can ever tell me why they're worth $1,500 an hour. Here's the thing. Sellers aren't stupid. They have this thing called the internet. They research, they learn. Hell, buyers know the neighborhood better than the agent does because they've looked at everything in there. You damn well better be able to convince that seller why you're worth $1,500 an hour, okay? And don't just say, because I'm great. And that goes to the marketing. I'm great on this, on that. And hell, they don't care. They care what you're going to do for them. How will you solve their problem? Or as you put it, take away their pain. Same with the buyers. You better have a proposition for them. You have almost 3 million licensees chasing 4 million transactions this year. Do the math. You better be a little better than the next guy.
1: Yeah. And that's not even mentioning the fact that there's these little devices sitting on everyone's counters now uh, where you can say, hey, Alexa, show me the homes for sale in this zip code. And now they're just going to circumvent you because they don't even need you because they don't even want to talk to you because they they know you're overvalued because you're not proving your you're not proving that value so that's another that's another segment uh, the technology you mentioned the technology that's gonna change things you know
2: yes it is you've got four or five new platforms that are you know we're the B2C business which is business to consumer yeah. okay but there's a lot of online platforms coming on i know at least four or five of them that are launching this year that are online Auction sites, eFISBO just got funded and they're coming out again. So you're going to be competing against this. And this seller is going to go, Are you really worth $12,000 of my money when I can do most of this myself? It's kind of like I actually did this live. I threatened to slap an agent in the audience. By the way, I'm being very nice today. If you've ever seen me live, you know, I curse, I yell, I scream, and I don't brook any bullshit. Okay. But I'm like, What do you do for a buyer? Oh, I help them find a house. You're a moron. Say it again. So help me. I'll slap you. They find their own house. They don't need you for that. You better figure out what makes you valuable to the buyer because finding the house is not you anymore. That was 25 years ago when we had the secret sauce because we were the only ones who knew where the listings were. Okay. But I swear to God, I still hear that from agents. And I want to slap them. It's like the dumbest thing. Seriously. I mean, you've been paying attention. What are you going to do for them? As a buyer's agent, you better say, look, I'm going to help you get a better interest rate on your mortgage. I'm going to shop the lender. I'm not just going to give you to my friend who bought me lunch last week. How many of you actually go out and negotiate prices with title companies for title insurance for your clients? You need to give it to the rep who brought you cookies last week. Guess what? Buyers and sellers are learning this, okay? Because people are finally being honest about this industry, all right? So what are you going to do to add value and justify that commission? And don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of getting paid, okay? but you better be able to justify it to that consumer. Where's your value at? If you can't write down 10 things right now off the top of your head that makes you valuable, and again, not to you, not that you're great or you drive a nice car, not about you, 10 things that makes you valuable. If you can't write that down right now off the top of the head, you better start thinking, okay? Because you walk into a cell, they're going to start asking you this stuff.
1: Well, and let me, and let me even take that one step further. If those 10 things that you wrote down are standard value and by, and I, I'm, I'm being loose by using the word value because most of it's your job. Like, so for example, you go into a listing appointment, what are the, what are you going to do for me? And the answers are typically the same. I'm going to hold it open. I'm going to put a sign in your, head. I'm going to put it on the MLS. I'm going to market it. I'm going to, I'm going to get you some marketing material. You know, I'm going to hold a broker open. I'm going to do all these. Every agent can do that. So is that really value? What differentiates you?
2: No, and let me share you a little secret. Everybody wants to go, oh, I want to be an REO broker. I want 15 listings handed to me every month. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. You work your ass off, okay? The clients have really strict requirements. REO brokers are, and I'm not saying this for any other reason than it's true. Okay, REO brokers are the best brokers in the industry. They have the most knowledge, the most skills, and they work harder. They have to. We have to handle evictions lockouts property management maintenance rehabs we know the industry inside out but the clients actually score us it's called kpis so the clients are all requiring 3d tours uh, 3d floor plans now why here's another thing that pisses me off agents spend all this money on marketing quote unquote they don't include a floor plan do you know the number two thing a buyer looks for when they look at a listing online is the floor plan Okay, because the pictures of the outside of the house are great, but what's the layout inside? And agents are too stupid to make up a floor plan. And if you're not doing a 3D tour, you're doing a disservice to your seller. They also get three times more views, okay? 3D tours, you can do them with an iPad or your iPhone. The little thing that spins costs 100 bucks. And I don't know what you guys would have to pay for it, but I know the NRB members, we get the service for $15 a month because we get discounts for our members too. Bottom line is it's cheap. you're not doing it the next guy's going to all right and things i mean i could give you a hundred ways to screw another agent out of a listing and take that listing okay if i was playing with jeff right now the first thing i'll tell you agents are too lazy to get an education if you've been in this business more than two years and you're still having a salesperson's license not a broker's license i feel really bad for you because let me tell you what's going to happen jeff is an agent I'm on the same listing he is. I said, really, who else are you talking to? Oh, Jeff, you know what? He's a really nice guy, but you do realize he's only an agent, right? I'm a broker. And they go, aren't you all brokers? Because the consumers don't. I said, no. I said, let me explain what an agent is. Matter of fact, let me show you the listing agreement. See where it says listing broker signature? See, the agent doesn't have the authority to even write an agreement. The bro- he has to take it back and have his broker sign it. An agent is like an apprentice. You know, they can't even work by themselves. They can't collect a commission. They have to work under a broker. Okay, Brokers have much more education experience. So they're kind of like an apprentice. Okay, So if you needed surgery, do you want the doctor doing it or the receptionist? If you've got an agent's license, I'm going to smoke your ass every time. Now, that's the three-minute version. It takes about 10 minutes to close it. But these are the things that agents won't spend money on. Getting a broker's license is not hard. Yeah. I've taken the test in multiple states. It's really not much harder than the agent's exam. But what you want a tip for today? Go get your broker's license. You will, and if you use the right clothes, you will smoke any other agent on that on that listing. All right. Now, if you're a weak producer, this won't work for you. If you're a top producer, every MLS has the ranking reports. Now you can see who does the agents in them. And by the way, guys, I had a little office in Vegas called Nevada Real Estate Services at one point. And I don't know, they're 10, 15,000 in agents. I just want you to know, and you can go back and look at this. Numbers one through six, five of them were me and my people. We had five of the six spots, number one down. You know how powerful that was on a listing presentation? Yeah. The top five out of six people work in this office. Okay? Now, the ranking reports are really cool. Okay? Because you go back to experience and what they do. And we know half the agents only do two deals a year. Okay, that's a sad statistic. I would print it out, guys. You can get it from NAR, all right? And I would show it right to the seller and say, look, here they are. All these agents, half of them only do transactions a year. If you need a brain surgery, do you want to go to the doctor that does it five times a week? The specialist? Do you want the guy that, oh, yeah, I do it once in a while. I can figure it out. Seriously, wipe the floor with these other agents. Play to win. Yeah. And you start to get the feeling why I did so well, I play to win.
0: Hey, real estate agents, it's Tristan with Lab Code Agents, and a few years back, we introduced a company to the real estate world called Box Brownie. By this time, I think everyone's heard about Box Brownie and what they do. You use them to edit your pictures and to make floor plans and amazing eye-catching renders and virtual tours. They do everything for your pictures, for your properties, test them out, but... They've got something new out and it's called Snap, 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 which you can technically do everything on your phone. Go to boxbrownie.com, check them out. They also have this piece where you can input information and they will give you the marketing remarks for that property. That's a beautiful thing. Does AI copywriting for you. Do me a favor though, because we've got a great sale with them. Go to boxbrownie.com. Sign up today with the code LCAROCKS, that's R-O-C-K-S, to receive three image enhancements, one data dusk, plus $20 off your first project, and all customers receive 10 free AI copywriting jobs per month. There you go. Thank you so much. Let's get this started.